There we are. John. Marilee. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? I'm fine. I'm staring at my coffee. I know it's there. Mm. Yes. I haven't I made one yet. I didn't make the uh, mushroom coffee yet. I just was in a hurry. The um, dishwasher's still broken. Oh. And um, it's amazing what you're not ready for when you get used to the convenience of an appliance, you know? Mm-hmm. Like sure. I wasn't ready for the floor to be flooded. I hadn't taken it into, into account that I was going to flood my house, you know? Ugh, <laughs> That's terrible. Or how heavy the towels were going to be when I soaked them up with water. And right. Water the floor. <laughs> right. How bad was it? Well, it was a lot of water, and it is. And I thought I'd fixed it and turned it on again, so I did it twice. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. gosh! Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now it's going to be off to the uh, store. I also realized I didn't have a baster. I've had a baster my whole life, and don't, don't have a baster. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's going to get me into the works where the water is sitting today. So, yeah, it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm. Sounds like that's quite a day ahead of you. You think? Yeah. I don't know. I may just throw the damn thing away and just start washing dishes by hand. I did that for years. Uh, <clears throat> you know? Mm-hmm. Did it it's, for years. Yeah, well, I mean, of course we can. It's just, you know, there's other things I'd rather do with my time. I don't know. It's sort of, a, it's kind of like Zen, don't you think? Washing dishes? Mm, I would say that cleaning the house in general, is for sure. You know, okay. clean, yeah, cleaning your space and I don't know, just moving. It's the activity and then uh, kind of mindless. You're on autopilot, but your mind can do whatever while your body's moving. I like it. So if I pick up a dinner plate and hold it in my left hand and rub it with my right hand in a circular motion in water, Maybe some okay. soap and then a rinse, fresh yeah. water rinse. And I sort of look, shake it off and discuss with it how it feels. And if it feels fine, I put it in the rack and then go to the next one. And that way I've had a, com- I've had a discussion with everything that I own in the kitchen at some point. I'd have mercy. <laughs> well, I could be asking for mercy while I'm doing that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's taking it a step further, John. Oh, Lord, no. I'd rather meditate, just meditate. How about, but, you know, I understand uh, that, though, what you're saying. How about I switch to paper and throw it all away? I think that's a terrible environmental move. However, yeah. it's not good. I am, I mean, half my life I've been on a boat of some kind where there was, where, excepting on the great big boats, you know, where there was, um, there was, you know, dishwashers and whatever washers. Uh, my very first job was working a steam gun in a hotel, you know, for dirty dishes. I, mean, mm. I have a pretty dirty dish history, actually. Mm. Think about it. Yeah. Mm. Um, All right. Go ahead. You can change the tone <laughs> of the conversation if you like. <laughs> dirty dishes is not exactly what was on my mind today. <laughs> Pardon me. Mm-hmm. Prior to our call, I was thinking about, I don't know, just honestly how blessed I am. I've been happy all morning. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So a little of that my way. That's great. Yeah. You know, it's so lovely to have people. <laughs> so many, <laughs> so many people that I just don't know, and I've never met look out for me, you know, and, and send me energy and tell me good things. And, you know, just basically, I don't know, they just speak blessings over me. And I just think to myself, how lucky am I? Yeah, it's, well, it was, it's really good. <laughs> I agree with that. That's, that's, that speaks to who you are. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't find that surprising. However, I think it's wonderful yeah. that, um, that you have an impact like that. I mean, I, I mean, you have an impact on me, 
Mm. Um, you know, I mean, when I do the dishes, I think of you all the time. But I, I think that you're you're there. You know, you're there. Mm-hmm. You're, you've arrived, mm-hmm. and and on that arrival comes uh, responsibility. Yes. How, do you feel a responsibility to these people that are sending you? Um, Mm, a responsibility in what respect i don't know just um you know if someone says you know you've changed my life or you're wonderful or whatever it is how do you feel about that person uh well i love them i love them and that's wonderful this conversation in particular wasn't about that it was more of a protection you know a spiritual protection and concern yeah, things like that. All right. Not not voodoo. Not I mean, not like okay, you're messing with my energy. Get out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's um basically I don't know. I guess the same as you, just recognizing who I am, and has absolutely no qualms about it. Well, that's how it should be, no matter what. I think mm-hmm. in life, uh, if you're gonna take a position, you better take it. Um, you mean I mean, me? No, anybody. I mean, I, anybody. Oh. I think you know. Take a position. Don't don't. Oh yeah. Don't keep walking the line because it's mm-hmm. you know it's like called jumping the shark. You end up. I think it was um, Happy Days. It made that thing famous. Well, jumping mm. the shark. You, know, you just can't make a decision, and you keep jumping the shark. The shark keeps mm-hmm. coming at you. you. Keep jumping the shark. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Mm. Go for it. You know? Well, I find that. Um... You know, there's <clears throat> there's just people. There are those who just recognize me. And that's, that's kind of a big word. You know, they, they just, I don't know, they're in tune. Well, I think, you know, I think you can probably thank Andrew Jackson for that, actually. Why is, um, why is that? Well, because he's the one in this country, in our history here, that, that, Made the mess, made the move to 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 get men away from men to to, be, to get our society away from men of property, uh, where it's, it's called the common man era. Uh, okay. The nineteen, uh, I mean, he was he was you know he was eighteen thirty something like that, but um, it, that's a long time ago. But that's like a hundred years ago, isn't it? No, two hundred years. Ago. More. <laughs> yeah, yeah. two hundred years ago. But mm-hmm. but he's the, he's the guy that 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 caused our society to move away from men of property that's a term the men of property who they were the gentry class and it was impossible for people like you and me to have an impact uh, hmm. then it was now and i'm going to brand you and me both of us as, as common as common men in that general term you know the common person Okay. Uh, and I think you and obviously you, you've elevated to a different place but that doesn't keep you from being common you're still okay. coming. Okay. And and you are flying then against the men of property. Mm. Not that you don't like them necessarily, but they don't represent part of your tribe. Uh, mm-hmm. Nor do they mine any longer. And so you know, so let's you know, let's give a high five to Andrew Jackson, even though he had a lot of flaws. Um, you know, and that's kind of where we began as a, I think we began as a true society was with him. And then we came through a whole bunch of other decisions that were, you know, mm-hmm. important people, battles, you know, whatever affairs, you know, affairs are in the, in the context of battles because some of them are battles, some of them are affairs, but uh, usually, usually a battle of commerce becomes an affair, you know, the the big donut affair or the or the uh, the raisins are too tight affair, where commerce steps up within the society and says you are restricting the flow of donuts and we're going to start throwing donuts in the water until you stop. That's an affair. Um, okay. And, okay. So much for history. Anyway. <laughs> 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 kind of like waiting for you to round this like what is it what, what are you getting to john <laughs> wrap it up <laughs> so it's early in the morning i gotta have work off of here okay okay well. so but anyway so i think you're a common man and i think this, you're loved by the common man and i mm-hmm. think that the and i think that the and you're loved by the gentry class 
And I think we're eliminating slowly but surely the upper class. The, the upper, the top 1% of our society is, is dissolving into itself. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's been long enough. I think, but I believe that's a natural process. I don't think that's any force particularly. That's just a natural process. It just happens. It's history, you know? Mm. You know, yeah. it's, no, it's more, no different than the Whiskey Rebellion, you know, or, you know, name your problem, you know, the Battle of New Orleans, Monroe Doctrine, whatever it is. It mm-hmm. just sort of changes. It's like the revolving door of flow, like a paddle in a stream. So what does that mean for us? That means that we are, um, I hate the word enlightened, frankly. Um, so I don't know what else is, what is a good word is there besides enlightened? We become enlightened as a society um, to, and technology I think is, is helped us there, in my opinion. Uh, we, uh, we have access to more information what we're not prepared for, I don't think, as a society, is to interpret the interpretation. I think AI is making that even worse. So even though our, even though we have a hive brain that is the, probably the most sophisticated piece of equipment in the known universe, it um, it's not quite ready for how the change is going on here, particularly. Therefore, there's a great deal of confusion. But I think... Well, it's going to get pretty crazy. I think that physics is also changing to the point where the brain read. I've called I've called your brain a tuner for years. Mm-hmm. I felt that the brain was a tuner because there's nothing in your brain that becomes the stuff you see all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just interpretation. So there's all kinds of string theory out there that talks about whether or not anything exists after you're not <clears> looking <throat> at it. You know, does it manifest itself because you look at it? It was Einstein who said, I think the moon exists when I'm not looking at it. Well, he's right and he's wrong. Um, because he was still knock on wood when he said that. But if your brain is a, is a tuner and if the world is physics and if everything that exists is in fact a function of quantum mechanics, then your brain is perfectly capable of manifesting whatever the energy is up there. Maybe not the moon, but Everything that we experience, without a doubt, with everything in the possible known universe, could be a manifestation of our tuner. Exactly. Even though it's rock solid hard, it couldn't necessarily. It's we're inventing. It's an invention. You agree with that? I do agree with that. Except for, I'd like to turn the perspective around. So when we think that it's all out there and we can manifest it here in our life, right? It's there, bring it here. Well, it's not quite accurate. It's here. I just haven't taken it there. (laughs) Right. Right? Because I'm I'm the tuner. I'm the tuner. I'm the creator. I'm the manifester. I'm the one with the frequency. So it depends on my imagination, how I view things. In that perspective, things come into view. So it's oh, not like, well, well you know, hmm, go ahead. No, I mean, I, I think you don't have a frequency. I mean, you have a, you, you resonate on a frequency, but the frequency is all around you, it seems to me. Yes. You, have to, you have to interpret the frequency. You're the one with the frequency tuner, not the yes. frequency itself. Just yes. a little sidebar, side hustle correction there, just for my own satisfaction. Because everything, <laughs> <laughs> because everything is vibrating, right? It's yeah, all energy yeah. moving around, right? Bouncing that's, around. That's right. That's and right. so we want to attract whatever it is that we're imagining in our life. You know, I was having this conversation earlier with somebody who was talking about prayer. And, you know, I said, just make sure you're not asking. Don't ask. You have to affirm it. You're the creator. If you keep asking, you're asking for something from something outside of yourself. It's not the right perspective. Say thank you. Yeah. All right. Does does that make sense? Yes. I think it would be hard to do, though, for someone who's who's in a legitimate big time crisis to not pray for help. 
Um, I think they, they would have to, you have to give them all again. Well, okay. If you're in a crisis, I think it's automatic for us to do that because we feel helpless in that moment. And so yeah. the word is called help. You know, of course, yeah. help. Yeah. But if you're not in a crisis, gratitude is the way. I agree with that too. But do you believe then that, uh, or am I, this is not a belief system, just a conversation, then, uh, that a person, that people who have not been interested in prayer for any reason uh, all of a sudden decide to start praying, are they kind of, uh, you know, get in line, go to the back of the line, we're not interested, or does everybody get the same shot no matter how, whatever the history is, everybody gets step up? Or... Well, okay, that's a good question. So with the idea of prayer, it's coming from the heart. If If someone who does not pray is motivated now to pray, what are you praying to? There must be a belief system. There, there's a, a desire to have a connection, you know. So that in itself tells the universe, you know, I'm, I'm helpless and I, I need this. Please, God is merciful. Love. But those is, guys are stuck with God. I mean, the, but love God is, is merciful. Yes, love is merciful. Love mm -hmm. is, love is all of that stuff. But, right. But, uh, I, but. They're still when they start praying, they don't have a, an image of love. They have an image of God in their mind. Okay, that's because it's programmed. Yeah. Yes, right. How do we get away from that? <laughs> Education, understanding. Yeah, I think so. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Let's get away from the uh, the gauzy God concept. Um, so anyway, that's just another thing. It's going to take it's going to take sixteen millennia to do it, but maybe not. Maybe it's done it quicker. Well, you know um, what? You can't convince anyone that who believes in God outside of himself, knowing that we are. Here's the thing: the tricky part is knowing the vocabulary, the sentiment. They'll say, "Yes, of course, God is in me. Yes, of course, I came from God." That's but you know, for me, I can understand by by what is being said and the behavior that that person is still powerless. You're powerless. You're, you're basically handing over this. It's almost like a parent and child. I mean, that's what it is. Like literally, you know, you're thinking I am my own self, but I came from my parents. I acknowledge that. So my parents are in me. I acknowledge that, but I am not my mom or my dad i'm me so when i'm asking for my christmas gifts and etc cetera, etc cetera, i'm asking them mom please please i'm asking outside of myself and it's the same with god so there's a there's a father figure and we're asking something outside of ourself and hoping that well god is merciful and will come to help Without understanding that you are the power, you are the voice, you are the word, you're the creator. You got to step into it. So everything you set up until that last sentence is poppycock. <laughs> what, do you... <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean it's pop? It was an analogy. It was a great example. It was a good example. I don't. I'm not saying the example is bad. I'm just saying that. It, you know, you finally brought it back to the apex of it's, you know, it's within you. Mm -hmm. It's all about you. And all right. this other stuff is ho-hum. I mean, I, I mean, I think that we've been gaslighted by, the, by, re, by religion and by, you know, woo for, for millennium, mm -hmm. two millennium. Mm -hmm. You know, powerful yeah. people have been gaslighting us about how to control us. Right. Absolutely. And I, and I think that that, again, going back to my first comment about Andrew Jackson. That's, you know, it's, it's people of property, mm -hmm. people of property, name your property, people of property, gaslight the, the lesser of us yes. to keep mm -hmm. us under control. That's right. All right. There's no way they can let us know how powerful we are. So 
and that's that's just it. I mean, that's the devil at work. Right. Hundred percent. Yeah. I see. I'm scouting your your deal. I mean, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know that's like uh, you know that's the the devil when we're talking about how the devil's a chameleon making us believe things that are not true and they seem completely logical because he's intelligent. Well, they may be logical. He's maybe going the wrong direction. Logic is logic stand alone, I think, but logic doesn't make it right. It just makes it logical. Right. Exactly. That was my post yesterday. Did you read that? Which one? About the, oh, well, which one? I, that the I read a couple and, of them. Yeah, the armed and dangerous. <laughs> yeah. That was really good, I thought. Yes. Thank you. Did Thank I comment you. on that? I don't know if I did. No. Mm -mm. no. But, I, read, uh, I read your stuff. I mean, I do. I follow you. But... Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to break it down because, you know, I kind of feel like I, I'm trying to crack the egg and get people to understand. No, we don't know what love is because too many people are in pain and causing pain every single day and they don't know what they do. And so with these memes that, you know, I don't remember how many liked that, but it was like 78,000, you know, and 4,000 shares or whatever. And I'm thinking all these people think this is right. So let me, let me, uh, you know, correct the record here. Give you something to think about. Oh, you did a good job, I thought. Thank you. I mean, not that just, I would expect nothing better, nothing less, but, but it was, it was fun, it was fun read. Because you did it, it well developed, I thought people should read that if they haven't. But um, mm -hmm. I, going back to our society again, like like what you said yesterday, uh, you know how you handle personal. It's in your head, you know. Get it right, mm -hmm. folks. As a society, I think we're stuck with things that involve uh, a supreme decision maker, like the courts. You know, sure. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think the most famous decision is the Plessy versus Ferguson decision, where that sort of gentrified um, public toilets, where we didn't have to have a black toilet and a white toilet. Everybody got to poop in the same bucket. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, it seems to me that as a society, we we leave we leave ourselves open to that kind of of legislative process. We haven't, you know. You come along and and kind of force the issue with a soft glove that it's all about you. And if you really follow logic and follow love, it'll be okay to not have segregated toilets. Mm -hmm. But that's not any, that doesn't work that way generally. Generally, it requires a Plessy versus Ferguson decision by the Supreme Court. Thou shalt have the same line. You know why? Because we, we've never been taught how to love. So we don't know how to manage our affairs. When we know how to manage our affairs, we don't go to court. We don't do that. But because we have not been educated other than to believe that, you know, life is unfair and people are unfair and mean and we need a mediator. We need somebody to say that I'm right and be awarded. We, we're fearful. We're, we're not able to handle our own affair, make our own decision, and, and suffer the loss if there was a betrayal, if there was some sort of thievery, whatever it is. Whatever it is. It, we're so attached to the stuff. You know, that oh, I'm going to sue you. I'm going to take you to court, and I'm going to do this, this, that. It's like, you know what? No. No. Somebody's got to understand that when you go to court, you're not winning. There's no winning. Even if you win, there's no winning. It takes such a toll on your life, on your pocketbook, you know, your mental health. You know, it takes a big chunk out of your life, filing papers and doing nonsense. You know, I was on having, my way. To, I was on my way to court one time with my lawyer, Dick Kelleher, and. uh and uh, we were on our way, we were taking public transportation on our way to, you know, the county courthouse, whatever. And I'm just, I'm, I'm saying, we're going to win. This is a great case. We're going to win, you know, da, mm -hmm. da, da. He said, what are you talking about? I said, well, we're telling the truth. He said, there's no truth in court. There's no truth. 
<laughs> you said sweep your truth under the rug, John. Is who has the best story? That's what court's about. This is my lawyer talking. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and basically, who's going to pay the bill? That's right. Yep, that's all yeah. it is. And so, <laughs> yeah. Why? Why would we subject ourselves to that? And the only reason we do is because we can't handle our affairs with other people. That's it. If we learned how to do that and do it effectively, we don't need that. But you see, we we don't. There's no stops on us again as a society, as a society. You know. Well, I mean, I mean, let's. we are, you know, we're going along in the legislative, you know, democratic, whatever it is, republic process. Here we go. And there's this, there's stuff going on around the world that we're trying to maintain. And we have a State Department, blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, you know, um, somebody sinks to Lusitania. And that somebody puts what? us in the First World War. I mean, somebody comes up and sinks to Lusitania and, mm-hmm. you know, by a, a German submarine. Because they're, mm-hmm. you know, either have a pissy commander or whatever, mm-hmm. and we're in the first world war. It's practically automatic, and we kill right. twenty thousand people a day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, the fatal flaw is horrific. Mm-hmm. Just really horrific. Is. Yep, it's it's based on scarcity, scarcity mentality, greed, power. Yeah, no love, no love there. But then you see, if you're going to use scarcity as an argument, which I, which is perfectly fine, you end up with another situ, another Lusitania problem. Only this time it's with money, and you have the, the stock market crash of 1930, 1929. The market crashes. All of a sudden, money's worthless. Yeah, it's gonna. Well, okay. Uh huh. You're going to say it's going to happen again? <laughs> Was that a slip of the tongue? <laughs> Did I hear something sneak out of your mouth? Because <laughs> uh, the world of money, it, <laughs> it's not reliable. It's just not reliable. Exactly. And it's not reliable because it's inert. And we use it as a bargaining chip to, to gain power. But the money is not bad. It's how, it's how we use it that's bad. The money's fine. It's the oh. use of the money that's bad. You yeah, can't, you can't call anything inert bad because it doesn't. No. It no, I mean, my dollar bill, my dollar does not have a prefrontal cortex. I understand that. That's not what I'm saying at all. Oh, all it, right. <laughs> it, you know, it's when you're saying that it's how we use money, right? Yes. Well, no, it's our perspective about money. It's remember, we have Satan within. And if we let that take over, well, that's the world of money. That's the world we're operating in. That's it. You know, but if if I am of love, right, I don't let those things control me. You know, I mean, money's in my life and abundance and generosity and faith and gratitude. And, you know, here, I got plenty. Oh, I don't have plenty. Maybe I only have 10 bucks, but here's five for you. You know, it just, it's a, it's a relationship with that energy. That's Um, it. Doctor, doctor, don't ever go to work for Wall Street. Yeah. I wouldn't because it's all made up <laughs> to benefit the elite. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. All right. It's all made up for no good. And, you know, I understand so, that people may. Hmm. So are you doing that? Let's, let's just say you individually. Are you doing some version of a fireside chat like Franklin Roosevelt did FDR? Are you sitting down and telling your people, the ones that want to protect you, are you having a fireside chat with those people to gather them up to form a block of your belief system? Is that what you're doing? To form a block of my belief. No, because that kind of sounds like a cult, doesn't it? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Are you trying to trap me? (laughs) Nice. Thanks. (laughs) 
no, it just, um, I don't do anything like that at all. If you come to me and you want answers, right? If you want to handle your affairs according to the law of love, then I will help you. I will help you do that. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not a cult. It's love. It's free. It's, it's the air that we breathe. But still, the fireside chat, using that as an example, mm -hmm. was intended to, to, to gather support for, for whatever the administration was looking for, the New Deal at that point. Mm -hmm. so, if, so if you're talking to people and telling them to, the, that it's focused on one, themselves, the, the uh, brain trust, whatever, you know, that, to the extent that you get those people adopting what you're saying, they become early adopters of what you believe. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that become a voting block? Doesn't that become a block of thought that you can manipulate yourself to your own needs? You, me, or you yeah. as in the individual? Well, just, yeah, I mean, just anybody that does that. Anybody that does that, don't they, aren't they just essentially perpetrating the same problem over and over and over again by manipulating people with a story? There's no manipulation in love. None. Zero. So how, how are we applying this? I think, I guess I'm applying it in this way, that, that to the extent that, that okay, let's, let's agree that there's no manipulation in love. All right? But let's say that, that there's no manipulation in love. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. And and at some point, uh, six million people have picked up have picked up the mantle of love, mm -hmm. and they're happy. All right. Mm -hmm. A uh, a uh, a higher power, a power of some kind, but here not not a fifth dimension power, decides that these people are a threat to the common good of that particular empire and they form an army against them uh -huh. and eradicate these people because they're dangerous to the, you know, to Rome, for example, the Christians in Rome. All right, let's get rid of them. Let's kill all the babies. What's your response as a, as a, a person? It wouldn't of happen. Love? It wouldn't happen. And I'll tell you why it wouldn't happen because they wouldn't be seen. Just like I'm not seen. Love is not seen. Tell me what you see when you look outside. If it's not something solid, what do you see? Nothing. That's how we are. You see nothing. We're missed. Love becomes invisible, impervious to all of the attack. So, you know, for however many people who are following the doctrine of love, they're on their own. It's not that they're a part of me, that they've just understood that, oh my goodness, this is good for me. She's not a cult. I don't have to be within her. It's good for you in your life, in your being, in your protection, your benefit, your abundance. It's just good for you. And no one has to even know that you're doing it because love is invisible. Which is funny because, you know, you think about it, people say, you know, love is action. So action is not invisible. That's where we get it twisted. Don't jump to that. You got to follow what I'm saying. The air that we breathe is invisible. We're not talking about the body in motion. So if I internally understand the principle of love and I behave in such a way, then I become invisible because I'm harmless. Okay. And therefore, I'm not a subject to be harmed. All right. So let's just take that speech. And you're at the <laughs> witness table and you're in front of uh, Joseph McCarthy. And he stands up and says, Your Honor, she's a witch. She's <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. against Thanks. the public good. This is crazy. And I suggest that the courts put her in prison for 50 years. 
All right. Let's on what charge? On what charge, sir? That you are against the orderly conduct of human of human beings. You are. Yes. You're, you're what is the charge? There's something wrong with you. You're that sounds like a. That sounds like a personality flaw. What is the charge? Um, <laughs> seditious. Let's see. Uh, seditious behavior in the face of democracy. What evidence do you have? I, you just gave this speech just now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you repeat it? You're crazy. <laughs> Get this man out of my court. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, stop wasting my time. And <laughs> no, it just doesn't work that way. That's the beauty about love. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> it's foolproof. It's, it's, uh, it's undeniable that when you apply these principles to your life, you walk around with a smile on your face <laughs> because it's just so damn good. That's true enough. Yeah, I get that in your case for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I have if I have to have an image of good, it's certainly you as opposed to God. That's for sure. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the thing is, you know, for those waiting for Christ to come back, right? We're waiting for Jesus to come back, so I will come back. I believe that is happening now. Because you see how love, the desire for love is coming back in all of us. The simple life, you know, not chasing a dollar, not chasing the, you know, the glitter and the name and the, you know, everything that's, that the devil put in front of us and said, oh, yes, I do. I will sell my soul for all of that. No, we want to be in nature and that's where God is. Well, okay. Let's if if we if we call God first cause, all right. Yeah. On the okay, he'll be on the left over here. Okay. First cause, and we have and we call the devil, Lucifer, and he's over here on the right. Okay. You know it's the opposite way, right? You, oh, okay. You're twisting, I'll put, you're twisting okay. it. <laughs> okay. So, so let's see, Lucifer's on the left, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. Lucifer's on the left. Okay. God, G O D G, is on the right. All right. Okay. All right. Now, my belief system is that all the stuff in between is myth. And there's no foundation in fact. Mm-hmm. I believe that the devil on the left and the god on the right are in this constant state of conflict based on their in their based on their ability to create an environment. Yes. And I think that if I think that the the the, the Jesus Christ business and the, the you know the book of the saints and so forth and so on is all complete crap. I don't I mean, this I don't think there's any support for any of this stuff. There's there's stories a lot of stories, but the I think ev- just I think it's just against the basic laws of physics. Yeah, but it's it's within us. The evidence is that it's our existence. We're here. We are that. So which wolf are you going to feed? We are that, but we are also smart enough to interpret stories that don't hold any water. No, that's that's different. Yeah, we can we can interpret. We're intelligent. We can interpret what's true or what's not, but that's a belief system. You know, it's like no, but Again, we're putting it outside of ourselves. We have to understand that we are we are physical and we are spiritual. The physical side of us that lives in this world is the devil. That's Lucifer. That's our ego. That's the world. And then there's the spiritual, the faith, the love, the inside, the true us. That is what we need to feed. And when we don't, by default... We live on the other side, and it's just so easy. Do you think that all the power players in heaven are men? (laughs) Do I think that? (laughs) Well, that's, that's a complex question because 
we're talking about the reality of where heaven is, who's occupying, right? And then where do I believe heaven is? Where is that location? And then we go back to stories, right? Stories. We have to believe the stories in heaven. Who are the main players? Are they all men? Well, then history made them all men. Well, what's the truth of the matter? Well, yeah, see, that's why I like, I kind of like truth. Um, or consequences. Only one what? Only one what? Truth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then I'm right. I win automatically. Because... <laughs> <laughs> okay, how? <laughs> <laughs> because there's, there's no real support for the other stories. I mean, you know, there's archaeologically, there's, you know, nobody can figure out who's who in the zoo far as the coming and goings of, of a of a messiah um mm-hmm. there was there was some rumor that that there was a guy out there that was getting picking up too much power you mm-hmm. know and he and herod he scared herod herod didn't want to lose any power and the best thing for herod to do was to get rid of him you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. solve the problem get him <clears> out of here yeah what uh, is the end game here would it, why would i spend so much time trying to dig up the facts, you know, find Jesus. Where was the Garden of Eden exactly? Where are all these people? Who, you know, why am I spending so much of my time to prove the unprovable? What am I doing with my life? Well, that's your argument. That's logic. Yeah, what am I doing with my life? Well, you're proving logic. But I'm, which is, which is so unfortunate. So if you're going to spend your whole life chasing something that, you know, you're going to prove that Jesus was here or that he wasn't here. Okay. How long are you going to go into that? How, how are you going to do that? It's like, you know, you're, you're literally looking for the Holy Grail, right? So, well, the whole, yeah, the Holy Grail. I mean, depending on whose interpretation of the Holy Grail. I mean, I'm getting back to facts again. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the thing, the, okay, but the thing is, what about me? If I'm out there looking, 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 what about this day I missed out on? What about my ability to love in this moment? What relationships are suffering because of me not caring about anything but, you know, Proving or disproving something. Where is my God-given gift? Aren't you at that point? Day? Well, no. I mean, God-given gift, baloney. That puts you. That makes you a firewall against God right off the right out of the box. What do you mean? Because you, the people that the the, the other side needs this icon to pray to, and yours and. Uh, and you're saying it's a waste of time, you know, just love, be happy. Because love is well, that, God. Well, that makes you God. Yes. I mean, you step up to the plate, boom, I'm God, just like that. That's right. You're going to own that one, are you? Yes, okay. I am. <laughs> I don't have a problem owning it. I'm not saying that you're not. I'm just saying that I am. <laughs> you know? <laughs> This is my ship, and I know how to navigate it, and, you know, <laughs> I see beautiful things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, okay. You know, Good for and you. some people want to just be in a rowboat in the swamp. And you say, why? Why are you doing that to your life? Very, very narrow understanding of what life is about. <sighs> you know, the... I think everybody, everybody, no matter where you're at, has something to be thankful for. There's something to be grateful for no matter where you are. You could say, thank you, Father. Thank you for that. How do you, do you believe in... Hmm. Believe I, in I'm sorry. It's all right. Well, I'm, just, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to tie you to something uh, that's, a theory, that's not ethereal, like, like a sacred site. Do you believe in a sacred site? Like a... Uh, you know, like a special tree 
where you would pray, you have a better chance of getting your answers there than you would have just any tree? No. Those are false idols. You, me, me. I love all the trees. I know what they do, what they hold. I'm very confident in it. But, you know, and, and they are still the same manifestation of God. That's what they are. That's why everything out there has a gift for us. Everything. We just tap into it. So anyway, what I was talking about was gratitude, right? We all have yeah. something to be thankful for. And and because, let's, let's take the example of the little boat in the swamp. That guy is thankful that he has a boat and he's not swimming in the, the swamp. Right. But it's pretty crappy. You're still in a boat in a swamp. It's not the best. You know, you're not on a luxury cruiser here, buddy. But they'll settle for that. Because God is good, God gave me a boat. Now, that's unfortunate. Because God gives you everything. There's gifts upon gifts upon gifts. And when we don't enact our ability to love, to be the creator, we don't get the gift. So now we come into like into a realistic, you know, lifespan where we understand that a lot of people will go to their grave with so many regrets. Why didn't they try more? What were they so afraid of? Take more risks. Why didn't they, you know, why didn't they love more? Why didn't they nurture their relationships more? All of this stuff by the time it's too late. Well, everybody has gifts, like real gifts, not just, you know, I went to school to learn how to paint and now I'm painting. This is what I do. I paint. No, that's different. You went out and you said you're going to do that. I'm going to go be a banker. Okay, now you're a banker. That's different. A God-given gift is something that you, you just can't figure out. How? How? What did I do to deserve this? Well, to, the, I... to that to that phrase, uh, you're out to dinner with someone, and a guy walks through the door with an AK-47, blows your head off. Yeah. So, what, okay. where's the gift in that process? Don't know. It's on the other side, apparently. So, if, if somebody so that, blows your devil, head the, off, you're dead immediately. Walking. Right. I think so. Yes. Yes. Okay. So then you're on the other side. You're not in pain. <laughs> and you are in love because love has no pain. <laughs> oh, <shit>. uh, <laughs> see how beautiful life is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to take off my body armor next time I go to dinner. That's for sure. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Please, God, bring in a guy with a pistol. Well, I am. Um, hmm. Go ahead. No, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm here. I mean, your story. I mean, you're, you're you're defending this business really well. I mean, you're floating around. Great. Perfect. Well, it's a belief system. You know, it's, I believe it because I've experienced it. I absolutely know it. I absolutely know it. I, I'm amazed by my own life, like my own story. Like your story, my story, your story is amazing. I, and people go, how the hell do you do that, John? How? How did you have so many lives? How did you have the courage, the grit, the perseverance, the the badassery? I don't know. <laughs> badassery. <laughs> <laughs> to do what you do. But see, that's different because that's pushing. You're pushing the envelope of this world and you're saying, this is mine. I'm going to go out and get it and get out of my way. Uh, and you made things happen. I don't do that. I don't do that. I, it's quite the contrary. That's, I exist in the nothingness. And from that comes everything. <laughs> I can, I can certainly see my frustration in that scenario. Yes. Right. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? She got what? Right. She's just smiling in the park and she got what? <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, and, and the, the biggest hurdle is the fear of doing that. You know, what do you mean let go? What do you mean not push? You know, what do you mean not go after it? Yeah, Eckhart Tolle, I think, uh, is the manifestation of that in the current culture where he sat in the park in London, I think, for three years staring at the sun and smiling. Mm-hmm. And uh, manifested a whole a whole career for himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, just by being an anomaly, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, very popular guy, very popular yeah, guy. Yeah, but what makes him different from the homeless guy who's done the same? That's a good question. Yeah. Because people, because people tag up with Tolly, and they uh, pay to see him. Nobody's going to pay to see the guy in the rowboat, unless he's you know working with, uh, with. Um, it's not the just man that. The that was the result, but the initial difference of the two is purpose. I'm sure he sat there. And he pondered and he thought and he refused to take part in what society said ought to be done and allowed himself the time to receive. So the guy on, on you know, who the homeless man, there's a scarcity and, and a quite obvious poverty mentality. Life hasn't been good. There were choices that were made. Maybe he was a victim of something. We don't know. But again, as long as he's breathing, he has the ability to think. Unless, of course, you know, there's some mental issues going on there, but that's a different, a different. Uh, yeah, yeah. So way. he can throw a net over the side and start catching right. fish and yeah. prove his lot by his ability to think. Yeah. Um, okay. But I think that's just logical. It certainly makes sense. And that's how people grow. My problem is, is that using your boat analogy, is that the guy in the rowboat who has the power to think finally throws his net over the side starts catching fish. He finally, he finally ends up with a processor. Keeps throwing the net over the side until he becomes a, a processor in the Bering Sea. He's 16 decks up and he's got um, hydraulics, winches, and a crew of 20 and the seas are 13 feet high and he's puking over the side. And he's saying, God damn, why did I, you know, deliver me from this terribleness? So what did he gain? That's the, that is the story of man. Nothing. That's absolutely nothing. He gained nothing. Because although he helped himself with the fish and, and then, you know, he was able to improve his situation, right, with more and more and more. It wasn't a gift. He pushed the envelope. He did all that. He never asked. It's he's pushing. So now at the end, he is like, he's like, he's got regret. It's a burden. A gift from God is never a burden. So when I walked away from the yacht business, um, because I was 16 decks up in high seas and going crazy and had more money than God, whatever else. When I walked away from that, that was my fault. I set myself up for that. And I should have uh, been living in myself instead of in the yacht. Right. So it's, it's again, it's you pushing the envelope to be and do and have more. You know what I mean? You're and, forcing yourself into Satan's world to say, I can have all of that. And Satan says, just sell your soul. I'll give it all to you. Okay, and I and, took him up on it, and I went nuts. I mean, that's I did. right. That's right. right. Okay, so I, I, that's my story then. I'm the guy in the small boat, and I end mm-hmm. up with a processor. All that's right. right. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, whatever, the, whatever the example is. <clears throat> so I went wrong at the very beginning. Right. And I, it took me a long time to recognize it. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So, is my life then interesting or not interesting? Is it worthwhile or not worthwhile? Did I do any good at all? Or am I a fool? Well, um, hmm. 
So throwing that in takes it a different direction. All right, never about mind. the filler. So, no, okay. So the idea about, uh, let's start with the man on the boat. The man on the boat is thinking, oh my gosh, right? So he takes a net and he gets all these fish. And so he's got all these fish in the boat. Well, that's a problem. He can't eat all the fish. So he's got to do something with the fish. So he figured out a way to do something with the fish. Now he's he's feeding other people. Seems like a good thing. But they have to pay him. So he's getting himself out of that situation. That's how he's moving up. Right? One, one thing turns into another. Now, in the other way, he would be thankful that he has a boat and he's not swimming in the swamp. And he would get a fish for himself on that day because God always provides. And he would trust where he was going. Very difficult to do. Very difficult. Especially when there's so much threat in the world. So if he is enjoying his fish and he's thankful for his fish, more will be given. So now the swamp starts to clear up. It's no longer a swamp. And he's going, well, wait a minute, where am I now? And so now the, the waters are getting clear and he doesn't know and he's still feeding himself one fish and he's more grateful than the day before because he didn't see that coming. And then all of a sudden, he's going down this clean river and it looks like he's going to go over a cliff. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? It's very, very scary because that's how the devil tests you. But you have faith. And you know what? You know that if if you were brought to it and you've been faithful the whole time, God's going to get you through it. So now you go over and you're scared as hell. But when you reach the bottom, you're like, oh, my gosh, I survived that. I survived. <laughs> and it's more beautiful than I've ever been before. And so your life keeps improving. And it, all you were doing was being grateful for that day, for the things that you need. You don't need more than you need. It doesn't mean you can't have it. It just means that you're not pushing the envelope out of fear. And life so becomes a dream. So what's my line then? Amen? <laughs> no. <laughs> just trying to explain the process, you know? It just... <laughs> things... Just keep getting better. And then to your logic, you keep going, yeah, but now you're at the bottom and, you know, what happened to your boat? Did it break? You know, now what are you going to do? You're going to just drown? <laughs> 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 and it doesn't work that way. Uh, a new boat will be given. You know, it, it just, you know, maybe you'll have friends down there. Now you're not alone. Is there any gender issues in this conversation? I mean, it, it, you know, is your story a, a, have a, a female bend to it compared to a male bend? Uh, no, but I think, no, because it's a level playing field. I believe that it's more difficult for men to do what I'm saying than it is for women because men are expected to be providers right? And protectors of the women. So women are free to relax and know that they'll be provided for. And By in men? that, yeah, sure. Well, doesn't that take, doesn't that take away your theory? I mean, it's, it's, it's all personal. It's not, you don't rely on anybody. If you follow your theories, I believe, unless I'm listening Yeah, but we're, we're twisting, we're twisting those things. So there's the individual who believes in God, but then there's the union of a man and a woman. Okay, and their roles. Okay, each needs to be accountable to a higher place so they can be equally yoked. But in this plane where two people come together to benefit each other, to enjoy each other for companionship, all the other stuff, you know, she she's the creative side. And so she gets to to make more of what he produces, whatever he brings home. So in that case, if I'm saying, 
let go and let God, it's easier for her to do that, to express herself in beautiful, artistic ways and keep showing who she is, who she is, who she is. Where a man be like, are you crazy, Marley? I got to go out there and do these dirty jobs. I don't have time for that. Who's going to feed my family? So in that respect, it's more difficult for men, but it's only because there's a lack of understanding as to how it's actually done. You know, hold nobody's, that, yeah, nobody's, okay, okay, go ahead. Hold that thought, okay. okay. I have to go fix my uh, dishwasher. Uh, <laughs> well, we're, we're at 60 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> go do that. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.